From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. As the country grapples with growing outbreaks of COVID-19, new data shows that less than 8% of Australians are fully vaccinated against the virus. This week, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, announced that the AstraZeneca vaccine, which was previously only available for people over 60, could now be accessed by anyone, regardless of their age. The announcement caught everyone, including doctors and state governments, by surprise. It's also led to significant pushback, particularly from the Queensland government, who are still advising younger Australians to avoid AstraZeneca. Today, contributing editor to The Monthly, Rachel Withers, on what's behind the government decision-making on vaccine eligibility. Rachel, the Prime Minister announced a whole raft of changes to Australia's pandemic-related policies this week, and one of those was the announcement that the AstraZeneca vaccine can now be administered to people who are aged under 40 years. Uh, Previously, that wasn't the case, and that was because of this health advice advising younger Australians against receiving the vaccine because of that small risk of blood clots. So what happened So after National Cabinet, Scott Morrison came out and gave a press conference making a couple of different announcements about the vaccine rollout. Thank you very much. I'm joined uh, by Professor Paul Kelly and uh, Lieutenant General Fruin uh, from Operation COVID Shield. They'll be available to take questions as well as myself. Among other things, he said that people under 40 could now come forward and get AstraZeneca from their GP after talking to their GP about the risks with GPs to have additional indemnity for providing AstraZeneca. Now, the ATAGI advice um, talks about a preference for AstraZeneca to be available and made available to those as preferred for those over 60. But the advice does not preclude persons under 60 from getting the AstraZeneca vaccine. And so if you wish to get the AstraZeneca... But the next morning, uh, when people started trying to book in for their AstraZeneca appointments, things got really confusing. The announcement after last night's emergency National Cabinet, a surprise to the states. Opening the eligibility to people under 40 for AstraZeneca uh, was not a decision of National Cabinet. It became pretty apparent that this announcement was news to basically everyone except Scott Morrison... Uh, It was news to GPs who were taken by surprise, who were pretty reluctant to start booking in young people to give them AstraZeneca until they got some official guidance. It was news to the states, uh, a couple of whom came out and said that this hadn't been discussed at National Cabinet. So that is very clear that National Cabinet did not make that decision. So I'd like to ask... The press conference was the first they'd heard of it. Uh, The AMA said the same thing, but... You know, they'd been told about the indemnity changes, but not the changes in ages that could come forward and get the vaccine. Uh, look, there's a lot of confusion out there, and unfortunately the, the Prime Minister's thrown a, a little bit of a hand grenade into our vaccine program, and I think that today shows why we need to keep the politicians out of health discussions and leave them between patients uh, and their doctors. And amidst all this chaos, I started to wonder if maybe this particular part of the announcement had not actually been an 
intentional change by Scott Morrison. He was clearly quite exhausted in this press conference. He was tired and cranky and defensive and, you know, sort of trying to shut down questions. And his communication isn't the clearest at the best of times. So it seems genuinely possible that we've seen a major change to the vaccine rollout this week based on something he accidentally said. Okay, can you tell me a bit more about that, that idea that maybe Scott Morrison misspoke at the press conference? Is there anything else that made you think that this might be the case? Yeah, well, when I went back and looked at the transcript of the press conference, I noticed that the the change to allow under-40s to come forward wasn't actually part of his announcements up front, um, and it wasn't mentioned in the press release that came out after National Cabinet. This particular piece of news about under-40s being allowed to come forward actually came about in an answer to a question from a journalist seeking to clarify what the indemnity changes, which had been announced, meant for people who were under 40. Prime Minister, um, just with the changes to the indemnity for AstraZeneca, does that mean that people under 40 will be able to talk to their GPs and get the jab immediately? And if not, what would it... And it seemed like a really strange way to make such a major change to the phased nature of the rollout, sort of back announcing it. Well, if they wish to go and speak to their, joc- their, their doctor and have access to the AstraZeneca vaccine, they can do so. So the answer is yes, they can go and do that. And so the media obviously started reporting it as a huge deal. And it, it was all based off these, these short answers that slipped out of Morrison's mouth in answer to a question. But if the announcement was made in error, the federal government has decided to run with it. Uh, rather than acknowledge that the Prime Minister got it wrong. Mm. So this is definitely the federal government's advice now. They've gone from recommending that the AstraZeneca vaccine should only be available for those over 60 to now saying that anyone of any age can go and get it. Yep, they've continued to say that in the days since, while also emphasising that the medical advice hasn't changed. So the very next morning uh, on ABC News Breakfast, we saw the Commonwealth Chief Medical Officer, Paul Kelly, back the Prime Minister's call, uh, whether it was an accident or not. The change really last night was the the decreasing of the age down uh, below 40. That that was really the only change that was announced last night. AstraZeneca has always been available from anyone... And then that afternoon, Health Minister Greg Hunt, who has kind of been out there speaking on behalf of the Prime Minister, who we haven't heard from since, um, said that there had always been capacity for people to get vaccines not recommended for them under the advice, but confirmed that access was what had been changed here to include under 40s. And when he was asked why the government's advice had changed just two weeks after he came out uh, and announced that the health body, Atagi, had raised the uh, recommended age bracket, he said... No, look, uh, with great respect, the uh, medical advice uh, remains clear and unchanged, and that is that uh, AstraZeneca is uh, preferred for over 60s and Pfizer is preferred... Uh, for the under 60s. The... Uh, and that this was simply a recognition that access for those who wish to make an informed consent decision can be broadened. Right. So the health advice itself hasn't changed, just the access. Under 40s can now access the AstraZeneca vaccine if they want to. And we don't really know why that change has happened or even if it was a deliberate decision on the part of the government. Yeah, no, it's not clear at all. But if it wasn't intentional, if it was just something that Scott Morrison sort of said in answer to a question, then 
The federal government is running with a prime ministerial slip-up, changing its policy on the fly to cover for the fact that Morrison just didn't realise what he was saying yes to here. And either way, it's led to a massive showdown with the states who have rebelled against the advice, with some outright saying that they don't want people in their state under 40 getting AstraZeneca. We'll be back after this. Need a reminder of what political leadership looks like? Australia's master of political satire, Jonathan Biggins, is back embodying the iconic Paul Keating, visionary, reformer and rabble-rouser. Due to overwhelming demand, one-man comedy The Gospel According to Paul is returning to the Opera House, on from the 4th to 23rd of June for its final term ever. Secure your tickets now at sydneyoperahouse.com for an unforgettable evening. For longtime editor Winnie Dunn, there were a few rules she followed when writing her debut novel. I really don't subscribe to writing for the sake of, you know, trauma dumping or getting your trauma out. That's what a therapist is for. Please, <laughs> please go see a therapist. We're very pro therapy. Yeah, yeah, if, no, if that's what you're using writing for. I'm Michael Williams, and on this week's very therapeutic episode of Read This, I chat with Winnie Dunn. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Rachel, we've been talking about the the announcement that we heard from the federal government that people under 40 can go and get the AstraZeneca vaccination, but there does seem to be conflict around all of that now. So tell me about what the states are saying. Premiers all distanced themselves from Scott Morrison's captain's call, uh, each confirming that the decision hadn't come out of National Cabinet and saying that Pfizer was still the preferred vaccine for under-60s as per the medical advice, which has not changed. And they all ruled out administering AstraZeneca to under-60s through their state-run clinics. But the Premier's positions on whether young people should have the AstraZeneca vaccine if they really wanted it varied. We saw uh, Western Australia Premier Mark McGowan saying it shouldn't happen as per the health advice. Well, it's an individual choice. That's what the Prime Minister has said. But our health advice is they shouldn't do it. So uh, I can only advise you what our doctors say. Victorian Health Minister Martin Foley recommended that under-60s who wanted it go and see their GP and have a discussion. Opening the eligibility to people under 40 for AstraZeneca uh, was not a decision of National Cabinet. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian avoided answering the question directly and said, you know, it's not important what my opinion on what the age is. is. Um, What's important is that people follow the health advice. Uh, Look, can I just make the point that um, the New South Wales government always follows the health advice and the health advice uh, from... And, of course, that advice that they were all continuously referring to was that Pfizer is still the recommended vaccine for people under 60. And the real outlier here was Queensland which went the furthest in its criticism of the call. There has been no National Cabinet decision about AstraZeneca being given to under-40s. And making clear that they didn't want young people getting AstraZeneca under any circumstances. Mm. So tell me a bit more about what exactly the Queensland government said, what their advice was, and also the reasoning behind that. So we saw Deputy Premier Stephen Miles accusing the Prime Minister of putting young people at risk. And then Queensland's Chief Health Officer, Jeanette Young, said she didn't want 
under 40s getting AstraZeneca and pointed to the deaths happening in the UK, which is, they're very, very few, but she pointed out that 49 people had died in the UK because of this vaccine. They're rare, it is rare, but they're at increased risk of getting that rare clotting syndrome. We've seen um, up to 49 deaths in the UK from that syndrome. And it was really over the top. I don't want an 18-year-old in Queensland dying from a clotting um, illness who, if they got COVID, probably wouldn't die. It was this reckless, alarmist, fear-mongering display that honestly might have done more to undermine vaccine confidence than anything the federal government has done with its bumbling comments. We've had very few deaths due to COVID-19 in Australia in people under the age of 50. And wouldn't it be terrible that our first 18-year-old in Queensland who dies related to this pandemic died because of the vaccine? And there's been a lot of backlash to the the comments from experts who are worried about vaccine hesitancy um, amid concerns this could put off even those over 60 who are still meant to get AstraZeneca and who we really need to go and get vaccinated with AstraZeneca. And Rachel, that really does bring us to the crux of all of this because there have been so many different messages on the vaccine rollout and the advice has changed more than once about who should get which vaccine and when. So how damaging is all of this likely to be in terms of people having a clear understanding of the rollout and when and how they should get vaccinated? Yeah, I think it's going to be quite damaging. We've already seen the advice surrounding AstraZeneca change twice just in the past couple of months and then suddenly we've now got this extra recommendation or whatever it is from the Prime Minister and it's left people under 40 especially in a really confusing situation. This is the first time people under 40 have broadly had access to a vaccine. Um, It's not the one recommended for them as they keep being told The one that is recommended for them isn't available um, and it's not clear how long they'll have to wait if they want to wait for Pfizer, which they're being told by some people they should wait for. So, you know, it's it's really confusing. Young people, a lot of them are eager to go and get it. Uh, They've been waiting for something like this. But, yeah, they're just getting these mixed messages from the Prime Minister and the states and especially from Queensland with this over-the-top warning about the risks, um, which are small and young people do understand what they are. But um, yeah, they're being scared off going and getting something that the Prime Minister basically told them on Monday night they could go and get now. And so, yeah, it's created this massive, massive mess. And ultimately, you know, if Morrison did make a mistake in his announcement on Monday, that comes down to him. He could have quickly cleared it up uh, if it was a mistake, but he didn't. And the thing is, I don't actually think it's a terrible call opening vaccines up to under 40s and getting more vaccines in arms. Uh, A lot of my friends are eager to go and take up the opportunity and take that tiny calculated risk to get us out of this, especially if older people are not taking up AstraZeneca. But it's just wild to think that we might have made a major, major change to our vaccine policy based on something Morrison accidentally said. Rachel, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Ruby. Sydney Dance Company explodes on stage with Momenta. This world premiere by acclaimed choreographer Raphael Bonicella is unmissable contemporary dance. 
Strictly limited season from the 28th of May to the 8th of June. Book now at sydneydancecompany.com. Also in the news today, the New South Wales government has announced the creation of three new mass vaccination centres in Sydney and in Wollongong. It comes as the state reported 24 new cases of COVID-19 on Thursday. Only about half of those were in isolation for their entire infectious period. Meanwhile, Queensland recorded two new cases of community transmission. The state government is due to make an announcement on whether or not the current three-day lockdown will be extended later today. 7am is a daily show from The Monthly and The Saturday Paper. It's produced by Elle Marsh, Michelle Macklem and Cinnamon Nippard. Our senior producer is Ruby Schwartz and our technical producer is Atticus Basto. Brian Compo mixes the show. Our editor is Osman Faruqi. Eric Jensen is our editor-in-chief. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. I'm Ruby Jones. See you next week. <laughs>